Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the podcast. I'm Becca Silver, CEO and founder of The Whole Educator. In this episode, you're in for a treat with Angela Kelly Robeck. She's going to help you protect your time to do the important work you were hired for, as well as give you super helpful tips on how to powerfully ask for money to continue growing with professional development that you want. I just returned from presenting about resistance at the 2023 Coach Fest in Boone, North Carolina. There's a couple steps you need to take to impact resistance, and that's understand the different forms and motivations causing resistance and then developing the skills needed to take action. The whole Educator Foundation's on-demand curriculum does just that. And to support you in impacting resistance to change in your building, we've included a bonus breaking through resistance workshop that brings you step-by-step through this process. The bonus deal ends at midnight on March 21st. Check it out in the show notes. Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey coaches, have you ever had a day you wish you could just duplicate yourself to save time? If your answer is yes, with the Sydney platform, you can complete all your coaching cycles, track goals, and connect your teachers with relevant resources all in one place. You can maximize your time and maximize your impact. As a special offer for listeners of Coaching the Whole Educator, Sydney is giving away an opportunity to use a Sydney coaching package for free for the remainder of the school year. Go to sydney.com front slash TWE to learn more and claim your free coaching package to start saving time. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash TWE or click the link in the show notes. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. Welcome to this episode of Coaching the Whole Educator. I am joined by my friend and fellow colleague, Angela Kelly Robeck, who is a life and leadership coach for school leaders. I'm so excited to have this conversation with her about how you can maximize your time and money. But first, I would love Angela to introduce herself. Well, Becca, thank you for having me on the podcast. Listeners, I got to tell you a little bit. I'm a life and leadership coach for school leaders. I was a former, obviously, teacher and school administrator. And about seven years into school leadership experience, I decided to branch out and support fellow school leaders. And we really have, one, just mutual energy, but two, our thoughts about instructional coaching and education and teaching and leading, we really just hit it off with those Uh, concepts and those conversations. And that's why we're here today together to talk with you about instructional coaching 
as it relates to school leadership and how you are on the same team as your boss. So whether your boss is your school principal, your assistant principal, somebody else in the admin world out there in your district, whoever your boss is, the one thought I really want to drive home in this conversation with Becca today is that we are on the same team. And when you're going for a goal, you want to keep in mind that your goal is your boss's goal. And that makes it a win-win. I'm excited that you presenced the context of that we're on the same team versus us and them. Do you view your boss as on the same team as you? Or is there a bit of an us and them mentality about that relationship? Because that could get in the way of you being able to advocate for the things that you want in your job. 100% because what I'm going to share with you today is this concept of being on the same team and how that benefits you as the coach in advocating for what you want. And specifically, Becca and I were visiting about how can we help instructional coaches advocate for their time and for professional development resources. And I was thinking about this. Now, when you go into your boss's office and you guys are sitting down, maybe you have your weekly meeting scheduled and you're thinking to yourself, I want to talk to her about my time. I need more time for what is something, Becca, that that the coaches out there need more time for? What is something consistently that you hear? Getting into classrooms. So, getting into classrooms. Yep, yep, yep. So often they are given these other duties as assigned. Yes, correct. <laughs> right? All these other, you know, I need you to cover this class or pull this yes. small group of kids, right? Yes. Instead of actually getting into classrooms with teachers doing the actual coaching they were hired to do. Okay, that's per- I love this example because I was a principal. I've been an instructional coach. I was an instructional coach for a year before I went into school leadership. So I've been on both sides of the fence here. And I just want to say, I do know how challenging it is for school leaders to not use you as kind of a quasi administrator because you do have flexibility. You're not attached to a single classroom. I know how easy that is and how difficult, especially the last couple of years have been in terms of staffing. And When we're talking about how your time is used, you were hired to be in classrooms to coach teachers, okay? I understand that as a school leader, and we need to remind our school leader why that's the most valuable use of your time. And when I help school leaders advocate for themselves to the district level, this is the same concept I teach them. So what we have to do is We have to think about it, not in terms of how this schedule is going to be a benefit to us in our workday, but how it's going to benefit the principal. Mm -hmm. And this is the switch that most of us don't make on our own because we're thinking about how this schedule impact me? How does this schedule impact staff and students? But it's not thinking about how is this schedule that I am proposing to my principal better for the principal? Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, the reason the instructional coach position is even available is so that you can be in classrooms Mm -hmm. with teachers guiding instruction. What are your thoughts about that, Becca? I think that's perfect. You know, and the, 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 the terminology I use that you're describing is getting in their world, 
Yes. So we want to get out of our own world for a moment and step into their world. That's very specific language, right? So it's like, what are they thinking about? What are their pain points? What does their day look like? Right? How, how, how is what I'm saying going to impact them? Yeah. I call it selling your vision. Like, so as an instructional coach, when you're selling your vision to your school leader, Mm -hmm. there has to be a reason for them to buy in. You have to have a compelling, irresistible offer for them. So when you're saying, here's how I want to spend my time, Mm -hmm. and this is why, Mm -hmm. the why isn't for, like, it might also make your life easier. Like, that's an added benefit. And we don't want to do anything that would be a detriment to you as a coach. But we do want to make this a win-win. I would invite you to consider what is the cost of not being in those classrooms in the short term and the long term. So what is the cost to you, the teacher, the students, but but the principal? Mm-hmm. Like if you look at their site plan goals and they're getting pressure from the district to get these goals completed, how is your time being spent helping her or him achieve those goals? You know, and it really makes me think of the source of the issue, right? Getting at the the the, the root issue versus uh, constantly putting out fires, the symptoms yes. <laughs> of the issue, yes. right? Band-aiding yes. things, right? And so, right. you know, and it's so often I, I work with administrative teams that are just running around putting out fires all day and like, we need to stop, you know? And I, I usually yep. pull in the coaches at that time, like, let's look at what's actually causing these fires and let's do the work there. Now, something that I advise anybody to consider when they're looking at where they're at in terms of time management and where they want to be is the reality of the job. There's this gray area where it's the ideal situation is the perfect little job description where we're in 100% of the time, rainbows and daisies and unicorns doing what we love to do. And then there's like always being off task, like this land of all or none. And we want to get to the land of and where it's like, yes, part of instructional coaching is being in a classroom and we want to to prioritize that and create with intention our schedule around that task. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there are moments where it is in our best interest to sub for a teacher who's out sick and there's no sub, or it is in our best interest to go and support a student who's emotionally dysregulated. Mm -hmm. There are things that that we are asked to do, which are other duties as assigned, (laughs) that have value. And so when you're in the moment where you're being pulled, one of the things that I invite you to consider is what is the value that I'm offering right now? And how is this use of my time valuable to me and to those around me? Mm -hmm. So that you as the human in this position can still feel valuable, productive, and that you're contributing to your school in the way that that works for you and for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this moment, what am I committed to? Right. Which is like in the same vein as what, how am I bringing value? And then um, I also wanted to say, you know, I hear a lack of black and white. So it's not, I'm not always covering classes. I'm not never covering classes, right? It's moment to moment, day by day, really assessing What am I committed to or how am I bringing value, right, to this situation? And it can look different. First, check in with yourself before you go to your principal and say, like, I'm being pulled out too many times and this isn't working and I'm not getting to my job. Ask yourself, why am I being resistant? What, what, 
what thoughts are coming up for me, what feelings are coming up for me, because you want to get to a place of genuine compassion and curiosity for yourself first so that you can calm down your nervous system and be able to hold space for yourself so that when you plan for and approach your school leader, you've already thought through and allowed those emotions to process because it isn't a problem if you're frustrated. That's actually a signal that there you need to take pay attention to something to create a change and to have a conversation. But that conversation, we want to think ahead of time. What is the outcome I'm attempting to create as a result of this conversation? Mm-hmm. And where is the win-win? I will always go back to where is the win-win. Because mm-hmm. the reality mm-hmm. of your job as a coach might be subbing one day a yeah. week. Yeah. So p- plan for that. Then you don't feel so resistant to it. You expect it to happen and you're happy to do it. And then the other four days are in classroom. Now, I would love our coaches and leaders listening to also hear about how they could advocate for additional PD. What kinds of things can they do and say to have that be present? Because I'm I'm going to be honest, I feel like our instructional coaches get overlooked a lot of times for, for, you know, budgets, you know, like there's a bucket for the teacher PD and there's a, sometimes a small bucket for the, the school leader PD. And then there's our beautiful coaches that that often don't have a bucket of money saved for them. Right. And, and and we want them to grow. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So I just want to talk quickly about money because the way that I speak about money is you have three top assets. You've got your brain, your beautiful brain that comes up with ideas and solutions and overcomes obstacles and creates content and new ideas. So your brain is your top asset. Protect it with your life, which is why professional development is so important because you're investing in your very top asset, which is your brain. Okay. Your brain is number one. Number two is your time. And the reason I put it above money is because it can't be replenished in the same way that money can be. You can always add more value and contribute to the world because money is an exchange of value. But let's talk about the money piece because money tends to freak people's brains out. We can just calm ourselves down knowing money is simply an exchange of value. And so when we talk about it in that way, all we have to do is show the value of professional development. There are four objections that a school leader will have when it comes to money. Number one is they mathematically simply don't have the money. That does happen. So you want to be open to that possibility. So the other three are that schools have funding available. They have pockets of money and some of it's categorical, some of it's not categorical, But within those funds, one of three things happens when it comes to making decisions about professional development. Number one is that they don't trust their past experience. Basically, they've um, spent money on professional development in the past and didn't get a return on their investment. Number two is they have the money, but they haven't found the right match. And what I mean by that is they want to spend on PD, but they're not really sure. They're not really trusting the program or the mentor or the curriculum or the coach or whatever, whoever they're looking at, the training, the workshop, the conference. They're not sure, is that the right program, the right content, the right information? Is it going to give me what I want? So we have to, before we ask for money, we have to understand what we're really asking for. 
We're asking them to invest in our brain with our time and with time and money for us to go to hire a a mentor, a coach, to go to a training, a workshop, online experience. What I mean, there's a million ways you could do this, but it's really about how do I show them the value to make their decision a no brainer so that they trust the decision is the right one. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I know. I, and I love that. We're saying, Hey, yeah. you're going to invest in me and I am, I'm communicating to you. This is the return that I'm bringing back. Yeah. And, and instructional coaches are beautifully leveraged to make such an incredible impact on their school. Right. So this is what I recommend to your coaches. If there is a program, a coach, a mentor, an online program, a conference, a training, whatever that has captured your attention, first of all, you're going to have to constrain. I'm just going to invite you to get honest with yourself about the one next training you feel you need. Get honest with yourself, constrain and prioritize. You're not going to be able to go to everything and you're not going out just to get away from school and have a good time. Mm -hmm. You've got to get honest with yourself. Pick the one thing that you think is going to give you the best bang for your buck and then write down why, what it is you want to gain from this, why you think it's the best match for you, what you intend to, um, to like consume in terms of content and learning and what you intend to offer or put out back into your school and your teachers. And one thing I want to share, well, there's a couple things. One of the things is actually something my dad used to say, which is there's no harm in asking what's the worst they could say. No. And right. I, I just, that's, that's a philosophy I live by. And so I've, yeah. I've, I've asked for a lot of really incredible things in my life. And often I, I get a yes. And sometimes yeah. I get a no and that's okay. Right. It actually doesn't hurt to ask. Okay. So If you think about it, the reason you don't want to ask is because of the way you feel when you're asking. Mm -hmm. So if you're afraid to ask, why are you afraid? Ask your, like really dig down here. Why are you afraid to ask? Are you afraid you're going to get a no and then you might feel rejection? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you say, yeah, I don't want to be told no, but are you willing to be told no for the 50% chance you might get a yes. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to risk the feeling of rejection in order to get a yes? Mm-hmm. You have to take the risk to, to get the reward. And so many times we make decisions without realizing that what we're simply doing is trying to avoid an uncomfortable emotion. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to get rejected because, hey, if you decide, no, I'm not willing to ask, You've already rejected yourself. And I want to add one more thing. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. So as, as you're doing the work to assess the value, right? Mm-hmm. And if you are interested in a professional development opportunity and you don't have enough information, ask. So often I see uh, when I'm working out in schools that, that, that people are a no or will walk away from really valuable experiences because they just aren't willing to ask for, for more information. Angela, this has been such an incredible conversation. I feel like you've left our coaches and leaders listening with really concrete steps and ways to think through 
what do I need to say to my boss to advocate for my time and money for professional development? Yeah. So it is out there. It is out there. So um, if you believe that it's out there and you believe that what you have is the most valuable thing you can offer, it becomes so much simpler to ask for that funding and to get it. It's out there. Trust that. I love that. So if um, the coaches and leaders want to learn more about you or, you know, know more about your services, where can they find you? Absolutely. So um, AngelaKellyCoaching.com is my website. You can find me on the Empowered Principle podcast. And I wrote a book, the Empowered Principle book. It's on Amazon. But if you want to just mingle with me, come on over to Facebook, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, or Instagram, and you'll find me at Angela Kelly Coaching. So... Love it. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your amazing wisdom with our folks. I could talk with you all day, Becca. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Have a wonderful week, everybody. Take good care. Thank you. We hope that this podcast episode was helpful in advocating for your time and money. And don't forget to take advantage of the deal of that bonus resistance workshop that comes with the whole Educator Foundation's on-demand curriculum ending at midnight on March 21st. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.